Hello, friends, and welcome to the Carolyn Whitico Art Podcast, where we talk all things art, travel, creativity, and business. Today, we have a very special episode that I'm calling Feeling Like an Artist. But first, let's do our life update. So I have officially decided to extend my travels. As you know, we are traveling the country working art festivals with a fellow artist, and she has offered me, she actually offered me a full year cycle of shows that she does to help her around the country. I did not take her up on her offer to do Colorado, mostly because I wanted to spend the whole summer in Michigan. So after Texas, I will take some time off, go home, see my friends and family before I work with her at the Michigan show and then begin traveling again. However, I accepted a new position with her in North Carolina, which I'm really, really excited about because I've never been to North Carolina and I've actually always wanted to go to that part of the country because they have the most beautiful mountains and forests. It's just the type of scenery that I want to go to, so I'm very excited about that. And I think that I will probably travel with her next year as well. So I might end up doing the following summer. I might end up doing Colorado and do a full travel cycle with her helping her sell her art as well as running my own business on the road. So we'll see how it goes unless something stops me from doing that. Like if I find my dream house for like 10 grand or if I maybe if I have a baby or like something crazy happens basically to disrupt my entire life. Unless that happens, I think I will be doing this again another year. So I'm really excited about that. It's a crazy life change and I've got, kind of gotten used to it by now. It's just kind of like a cycle of getting used to it in every place that you're at, but I'm loving it. So I think that I'm going to continue doing this. That is my biggest life update. And it's really nice because I've worked for multiple small businesses in my lifetime and there's just something so fascinating to see about like the whole functioning of the business from the lowest employee on the totem pole to the owner and founder and how they all kind of like play a role. And you can identify the kinks and strengths of the business up the whole ladder. I just think that it's super fascinating to watch how that all goes down and it's teaching me so much on a daily basis that you wouldn't learn if you just read about it in a book and I feel like I learn one tiny tidbit about running a business every single day. Finally understand the hype behind apprenticeships and internships and the value of immersing yourself in the career that you want alongside somebody who is of higher caliber than you and I just had to find that education somewhere else. Um, it's really out of the box and unexpected the way that I have come across this type of like apprenticeship education. Unlike, you know, I expected to maybe find that in college or in an internship, like the quote unquote normal way that people get that experience, like a trade school or something. But I guess I just had to like, I don't know, travel 2000 miles away from home and like uproot my whole experience to get this education. But honestly, it's been so worth it. And I feel like being able to view someone else running their small business in a day task type of situation and helping them has really just benefited me immensely because I've worked for other small businesses. I worked at a motorcycle shop for a while and there I worked alongside the owner there and everything and I did learn a lot then. I mostly learned what not to do from that business, let's be honest, but 
it's not the same because it wasn't the field that I wanted to be in. So it was a little bit different. I did learn a few things, but not as much as I'm learning now. And I'm just really grateful for that. So that's why when she offered me like, oh, do you want to do Colorado, North Carolina? Do you want to do this again? Like basically forever until you get tired of traveling. And I said yes, because this has just been such a huge learning experience for me and I just I want to learn everything that I can before I decide to stop working with her but right now I feel like this is really the best use of my time. I'm really excited to extend this opportunity to new states and for as long as I'd like to keep doing it. Another life update is a creative update and I'm very excited. Pisces is finally out, so it is still Pisces season. As you know, I've done Capricorn already, and I did Aquarius, and now Pisces is out. I'm very proud of this drawing. It looks different than Aquarius and Pisces. I want them all to look a little bit different, because I feel like every zodiac sign deserves a very different looking home. That one's out. If you'd like to get a print, if you're a Pisces, or if you have a Pisces friend, you can go to acupofcloudy.com shop and the prints will be in there. I think after I'm done painting all the series that I'm going to have it available as a set so you can just buy the whole collection in one big package um, probably for a discounted price so I think that would be really cool. As for now it's just one by one and Pisces is out so if you want to see it go on my website or if you would like to buy the print go to A Cup of Cloudy. Okay, let's get to this very special episode. The idea to talk about feeling like an artist was given to me by another artist, actually, named Marissa. You should follow her on Instagram at Mixed Media Marissa. I will put her link in the show notes, actually. She's really talented. She has an Etsy. She makes beautiful nature-inspired art. We actually met a lifetime ago when we used to work at a library together. So anyways, she told me that it's been hard for her to feel like an artist, even though she paints and sells her work, etc. So she told me about this instance where she got her artwork into a coffee shop, which is an amazing milestone, by the way. It's still something I hope to do. I've gotten into bars and galleries and other places, but never a coffee shop. But there was an instance where her husband went to pick up her prints for her. Somebody stopped him to say, wow, I can tell you're an artist. Like, you look like an artist, you know? And it really set in the imposter syndrome vibes, even though she had just hit a very official artist milestone of getting her art in that coffee shop. So let's talk about feeling like an artist. Let's talk about imposter syndrome. And I want to talk about artist milestones. First of all, if you have a topic that you'd like me to discuss, DM me on Instagram, email me, leave a review on this podcast and ask a question, and I will cover it. I would love to cover some good topics. I've gotten a few suggestions, and I hope to cover them all. So... Firstly, that story was very funny to me because nobody looks like an artist. Like, artists just look like whatever they want to look like. And the title of artist is often assigned not with a look or a skill level or a money level or anything like that, but it's just assigned with a feeling. So how do you feel like an artist? You feel like an artist when you make artist, quote-unquote artist, a part of your identity. This is why so many people emphasize the importance of mindset. It really is crucial. We adopt many titles as part of our identity, and they can be as big or small as anything else, but we attach ourselves to labels and attributes. And it's just true. Like, you can't just say, oh, I don't like labels. Like, I don't label myself. Shut up, you do. You're literally labeling yourself as somebody who doesn't like labels. That's a label. That's a personality trait that you're attaching yourself to. And you have to do that mindfully and intentionally 
And we're going to talk about that right now. So this is what we call our personality, all the labels and attributes that we assign to ourselves and that we really hold on to. This is your personality. So what you have to do is make artist part of your personality. For example, I'm a natural dirty blonde. Because I've adopted that as part of my identity, I feel attached to that small attribute about myself. This means I have never and probably will never dye my hair another color. Not because I don't like black hair, for instance, let's use black hair. Not because I don't like it, but because black hair just isn't me. It feels like somebody else. If I wanted dark hair to feel like me, I'd have to, first of all, get the guts to dye my hair, and then practice looking in the mirror and showing up with black hair to events and getting used to seeing myself in photos with black hair and practice not getting jealous or nostalgic when I hang out with other blonde girls. So with every aspect of your identity, you have to try it on. It might be something that you reject immediately, like me with dyeing my hair. I immediately don't want to do that, have no desire to do that. I'm very attached to the fact that I don't dye my hair. Or if you keep coming back to it, like, I want to be an artist or a creative person or someone who draws daily, you've got to try it on as a personality trait and then practice fitting into that new aspect of your personality. So answer this question. What does it feel like to be an artist? And then once you answer that question, say top three things that you think feeling like an artist would feel like, then practice those feelings until they start feeling natural to you. Or ask this question, if that one seems too hard or abstract, this question might be better. What does an artist do? And then practice doing those things until they feel comfortable. So some examples could be, like for the first question, an artist feels inspired. An artist feels like big dreams are possible. An artist feels very quote unquote out of the box. Or for the second question, an artist makes time to paint. An artist goes to local gallery openings. An artist keeps a sketchbook in their purse. And then just practice doing those things until they feel comfortable and natural to you. And just practice trying these feelings and actions on like a new outfit. Start small. Slip a sketchbook into your bag before you leave the house and carry it around, even if you don't use it. Keep in mind your top three answers might be different than mine, and those ones will feel better for you to try on. So make artists, quote-unquote artists, a part of your identity and personality. This is the biggest tip for feeling like an artist, and it definitely helps you to feel more comfortable when other people label you as an artist too, because you feel like you fit into that box. Like you have to create a new label for yourself and then fit into it. And your answers to this question could be different. And if it, for you, isn't like, oh, I keep a sketchbook around. Maybe it's like, I wear a crazy outfit because I feel like an artist should wear like super different types of fashion. Then do that. You know, it doesn't really matter what the answer is because artist is such a fluid term. You don't look like an artist. You don't act like an artist. But what would that look like for you? And so that's how you create your own label. Like you're you're using the label of artist, obviously, but it's such a fluid label that it can mean different things to you. So whatever feels comfortable for you, do that. And I promise you will feel like an artist. Now let's discuss imposter syndrome. And I have to confess, I've actually never felt this way. And I really can't relate to people who say that they feel like an imposter. But I can tell you why that is. So I have a unique viewpoint that will help you anyways if you're feeling like a bit like a fraud. My tip here is... I only share the truth of where I'm currently at in my creative journey, and I only teach what I know to be true and what I've personally mastered. So people feel like an imposter when their actions don't line up with their identity or when their words don't line up with their reality. So you have to line it up. 
So let's say you get featured in a magazine about what an amazing artist you are, but you haven't worked on the attribute of artist into your personality and it feels like they're lying about you in the article. So your external reality matches what they have to say about you, but you haven't done the inner mindset work of feeling like an artist. That results in imposter syndrome, so do your inner work. Or when you try to teach a workshop on painting realistic figures, let's say, but your realism looks like shit. So you're going to feel imposter syndrome because you're teaching something ahead of where you're really at in your art journey. You're pretending to be further along than you are. You are actually being an imposter in this case. Like people who say, I've made a million dollars off this business model when really it's a million in revenue, but only $200 in profit. That's being fake. The image you present doesn't match the real image behind the scenes. This is why I always show the good and bad of my lifestyle, of my traveling, of my income streams, of my artistic process, and my art skills over time. It feels embarrassing or revealing sometimes when it's not as ideal as I wish it was, but being honest always dissolves anxiety and feelings of being fake for me, so I share it anyways. Besides, people will always love the real you more than the imposter you that you wish you were. So make sure that you're doing your inner work and you're feeling like an artist because that way when someone says, oh, this is Carolyn, she's an artist, you're not going to feel weird about that because you've done your inner work and you feel like you are an artist, so you don't feel like that person is lying about you. You know, you feel like they're accurately representing you because you've done your inner work to feel like, okay, yeah, I can take on this title and it feels good and I do the things that artists do and I feel like an artist because I've practiced the feelings and I'm not lying about where I'm at. I'm not pretending to do a workshop on realistic figure painting because I know that I'm not good at that and instead I'll do like, let's draw a mermaid or like a dragon or something that is more fantastical because it doesn't have to look quote unquote real because that's more of the style that I do. So just be honest and do your inner work. It's so important and be yourself which is so corny but it's so true because people will always love the real you more than the imposter you that you wish you were so keep that in mind being honest and sharing more about yourself and your creative journey share more share more share more and sugarcoat less because this will banish your feelings of being a fraud as well and side note let me just include this here side note this is one of the reasons I started this podcast and I started making more videos as well because it's easier for me to express myself fully when I'm speaking compared to when I'm writing so in writing I can hit the backspace and edit out certain things and change my mind and hesitate on what I want to share but it's harder to do that in a live video or in audio or in person. So if you're having trouble over filtering yourself or over editing your personality or feeling like you have to put your best foot forward and throw a curtain over your other foot, I highly suggest expressing yourself in video and audio because it's easier to be honest and it's easier for your personality and your unique creativity to show through. Um, that way you just don't over filter yourself and you don't end up like sprinkling little white lies over everything, you know, because that will make you feel like an imposter and that will make you feel like a fraud. So these are just things that I practice as much as I can because it helps me to feel good about myself. And honestly, it's what has prevented me from ever feeling like a quote unquote imposter or a fraud. So if you're dealing with imposter syndrome over being an artist, first of all, do step number one of adopting artist as your identity. And then also just sharing more and being honest about what you share. Okay, let's talk about artist milestones. So every milestone you hit will make you feel more like an artist, as long as you're doing your inner work that we talked about earlier. Awards, events, press, 
completing big projects, paid work, public work, promotions, mastering skills, collabs with big names, and income goals will all feel like huge milestones, and when you reach them, it'll help you feel validated. Let that validation sink in and know that you deserve it. However, the most important milestone you'll ever reach is the very first one. And the first one is admitting that you want to be an artist. If you don't complete this milestone fully, fully, all the other milestones will feel empty. So since about high school, I knew deep down that I wanted to be an artist. I spent all my free time either doing hood rat shit with my friends, reading, or making art. Drawing calmed my mind, it made me happy, and I was intrinsically motivated to do that type of work, but I never considered it an option for a career. I didn't even view it as a maybe or a someday, it just literally wasn't an option in my mind because I didn't know anyone who had done it, and I didn't even have any examples online to look up to, and I really just thought it was impossible. It really, it wasn't an option in my mind to do that. So I never accepted that that's what I wanted to do. It's not practical, so let's move on to something that is, be realistic. And obviously, because I truly wanted to be an artist, none of these other career paths work out for me. English teacher, I abandoned that idea. Copy editor, I kind of hated sitting at a desk for 40 hours a week. Journalist, I only wanted to do the quote-unquote fun stories, aka the low-level, your career's going nowhere stories. Motorcycle painter, the pay was trash and the business owner was corrupt. Waitress, I got anxious serving anything more than a six-top. Retail? Yeah, something had to change. And and while I was at these other jobs, I was doing art on the side, but it was just a hobby, just a side hustle, just something I like to do. It was just for fun. It can't be my career. So even though I was making my art account on social media, I was selling my first piece and having my first art show and my second art show and my 10th art show. I was building a website and I was hitting all these great milestones. It felt empty. It didn't feel good. I didn't feel like celebrating it, you know? And because I skipped the first milestone, I never accepted in my heart that I wanted to be a creative person as my full-time career. I just, it wasn't possible for me. Be realistic. I was trying to be realistic and it was just pushing me deeper into these shitty jobs that I really didn't like. And you just have to accept that first milestone. You have to accept this is what I want to do and this is what I want to be. So I want to share a quote that looking back would have really helped me. (laughs) It would have really helped me. I heard it from Onami, a creative business person who I've learned so much from. I really look up to her. And this quote, I actually heard it today. And that's why I decided to record this episode today. Are you ready? She said, The stone discarded is the cornerstone. The stone discarded is the cornerstone. For years, I discarded the stone worth using as the cornerstone for my life. My artwork. My love for making art was something that I denied as a useful attribute of my personality. I rejected it as a desire worth pursuing, but it's the building block that now situates most of my life in the right place. So quit discarding your cornerstone. The stone discarded is the cornerstone. So where are you telling yourself, oh, that's not like a good part of my personality, or I could never do that, or it's just something I do for fun, you know? What stone are you throwing off into the distance because you don't think that it's important, or you don't think that it's good enough, or you don't think that you fit in, or whatever? Don't discard that. It's your cornerstone. It's the most important piece. So when you fully accept that you want to do art and you want to be an artist in the capacity that it's true for you, the other milestones will feel right. 
you won't feel like an imposter. You won't feel empty about it. It'll feel right and validating when you see your work hanging in a coffee shop and you won't feel bothered when somebody says, you don't look like an artist because you'll know that you are one. So I just want to set this into your mind that you have to do your inner work. You have to try on the title of being an artist. You have to make sure that it feels right. What do you think an artist does? Do those things. And then when you're expressing yourself, say online, or you are receiving these accolades and you don't want to feel like an imposter, make sure that you're being honest. Be honest about where you are in your journey. Be honest about your skills. Don't trace other people's shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, if you're doing that, if you're copying other people's ideas, that's that's being an imposter. If you're not an imposter, if you are secure in yourself and who you are and you're expressing yourself honestly, you won't feel like an imposter. People like the real you more. People don't like perfection more. It's okay. And then celebrate all your milestones and make sure that you do the first one first. Because I did not do the first milestone first. I hit so many milestones before I came back to the first one and decided, yes, this is what I want to do. And I don't want that for you because it had to go on for so long for me putting my cornerstone on the back burner and it just... I wasted so much time. Don't be realistic. Take that discarded stone and make it your cornerstone because you know that you want to. So I hope this has cleared some mental and emotional blocks for you. It's a strange and deep topic, but feeling like an artist is critical to your success and also to having fun. So I'm really thankful that this was brought up to me and that I got to talk about this topic. If you have any other ideas for me to talk about on the Carolyn Whitaker Art Podcast, anything art, business, travel, creativity, work-life balance, anything like that, I will be glad to discuss it. And yeah, so I think that's all I really have to say. Leave a review on the podcast, tell your friends, go check out my new Pisces painting, and thanks for listening in, and I'll talk to you guys next time.